Hey everyone, I'm Luke S. John, and you're listening to Goofin'. Thanks for tuning in to Goofin'. Thanks for being here. Hope you're all doing good. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, hope you're all doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, man, it, I've gotten to a point this time of year when spring and comedy shows are coming back. I'm like starting to actually like, I need to make a tally of how many beers I have in a week because it's kind of just slowly going up uh, exponentially. <laughs> beer, 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 beer shot, beer. Everywhere a beer, beer. Oh, McBeer, he had a shot. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Doing great. I started trail running again, and yesterday I saw, I was out. In the, I was just in the, the hills by myself, and I just see a what appears to be a, like an eight-year-old girl just running, too, running, trail running. And I was like, and I, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, are you running from something? Like, where did your family get eaten by a cougar or something? But she's just... I'm like running up to her and I see her and she's just smiling like hee and runs by me and we're in the middle of nowhere and I'm just like was I supposed to do like was I supposed to go like hey are you okay <laughs> like what but uh like half a mile later though I'm, I'm running and I'm like should I have gone to go back and then I see there's like uh, like oh these are clearly the parents I'm like hey is that your kid over there and she's like they're like oh yeah we just let her run up and down the hill until he gets tired and I was like oh wow parenting rocks that sounds that sounds easy just yeah, I go fuck off in the woods. <laughs> They're doing that a lot now. I mean, I, I've been doing a lot of brewery shows, and every brewery, it's like just people just chain their dogs to their kids, and it's like, all right, fuck off. I'm getting drug. It's going to be a Hallmark Channel show one day where it's like, a child that was raised in a brewery. Can sniff IPA from like 40 miles away. Hell yeah. We got a real cool guest today. Uh, my guest today, he he was a uh, he was a he used to be a staple up here in the Fort Collins comedy scene. He moved to Denver recently, um, as you do. It's a bigger market, but he he ran Hody's Open Mic, uh, the legendary Hody's Open Mic in Fort Collins, Colorado, and he passed it on to me. And then the pandemic hit, and he's like, "Well, good luck, fucker." <laughs> but he's a very funny comic, one of our favorites up here in Fort Collins, and of course Denver, Colorado. Let's make some noise for the very funny. Nate Brown! Goofing! Goofing! No. Just goofing! <laughs> I was the one, like, 12-year-old who was into Andy, Andy Rooney and, like, excited when that part of 60 Minutes came on. That's how nerdy I was. Yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't understand pencils. Why are pencils... They're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, I literally bought my dad... There's, like, a, a book that is, like, all his rants, and I bought it for my dad at one point. No shit. <laughs> a, I think I read it more than he did. You'd read it. It'd be funny if that's what they read, like your kid before bed. That'd be fun. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna do that. If I have kids, just turn them into little miniature Andy Andy Rennies. Mm-hmm. And they have the giant eyebrows. Yeah, I'll paste them on there. It'll be a real thing. I was listening to an episode of this right before. I was listening to the Ryan Noll one, trying to prepare for the goofing. I wasn't sure if there was like a format. No. Or you had structured goofing or no or what no there's no structured goofing <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna get we're gonna get right down to work and start goofing man we're gonna have fun in three two one one have fun fucker yeah <laughs> how you been dude it's been i i haven't seen you since the war it was a long time ago yeah it's been a year plus year plus i don't know we did some like the quiplash thing but yeah that was, uh, that was in the digital land yeah that was like nine months ago or something um i've been pretty good i was like feeling guilty at the beginning because i i uh i was so enjoying not doing stand-up and not having to be out and uh 
not feeling guilty over not writing enough or like any night I missed, I felt like I was mm-hmm. failing at stand up and um, not having that, this like cloud hanging over me was such a relief at the beginning, but uh, slowly, you know, isolation did catch up. I did start going to a gym and stuff and that, that we have like classes of people. So there's some social stuff there. So I've been a little less isolated, but um yeah, quarantine did get to me eventually. I got my I got my karma. Yeah, you, you, you got Jack though. I, I did my best. I don't You're, know if I've made any progress since I posted that picture. Oh uh, man, I, I was just like, God damn, look at you! You're just doing one arm push ups and pull ups and shit. I, I I'm not quite there, but um, <laughs> I have been doing a lot of like pull up push up things. I wonder. I think I'm on the edge of a one arm push up right now, but fuck yeah. Um, one arm pull yeah. up is some crazy shit. That would be. I feel like that just takes like years to get there. That's like it's a yeah. crazy feat, but and you have to like have eye contact with someone when you do it too, just to really drive the point. You know, like one arm. Yeah, yeah. Got to stare him down. <laughs> I just saw a guy on Instagram. He's like Marine, and he he was like sipping coffee while he did his one arm pull up, and people really know how to show off on on instagram that's how i want my marines though if i'm gonna have a marine (laughs) i've met a lot of marines not all of them are the one-armed sippy cup guy yeah we know we know a couple like that although i think maybe in the marines they were probably closer to that but i still remember like i knew a couple people like joined the army and they came back and i was like damn they're like ripped and like fit now and lost like 50 pounds and i'm like maybe i should just i just want to do like the boot camp part of the army yeah. and nothing else i should wake, sell that wake you up at 4 a.m time to run kind of workouts yeah mm-hmm. just get some work ethic and I, they could probably make that a thing like just charge like a few thousand dollars for a boot camp and raise some revenue for the army yeah i mean this is going to turn into a recruitment video but i think you get to you get paid to go do physical training pt Right. Paid PT time. Maybe I'll just join the army and get <laughs> get a dishonorable discharge when I run away the second that's over. The boot camp is over. Once you're jacked, yeah. <laughs> they can't I'll catch be in you. Prison, You've been I'll doing be... the 100-yard sprints. My cardio actually sucks in real life, Britt, but that's the right. one thing I've been neglecting. No, I bought so... a jump rope, but I haven't used it in a while. Mm. Jump roping's hard. It's, Kid, yeah, I was dying. Like kids make it look easy, but then you, I'm like, I weigh 200 pounds and jumping up <laughs> and down is <laughs> a lot harder. Yeah. That and like cartwheels. We do like cartwheel type stuff at my gym and it's hilarious how long it's taken me. I don't need, I still can't really do a cartwheel and I've been trying for months. It's, I remember as a kid, it's just like the easiest thing that we're all like any kid, just tell them to do a cartwheel and they'll bang one out like right in front of you. But oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, for me, uh, it's like a process, something I have to plan out and mm-hmm. make a training plan for schedule. Did I, you ever uh, do um, jump rope for heart? No, for liver. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What is, what is that? Got a lot of alcoholics at your school. Yeah, uh, it was like a program where, yeah, you were just like forced jump roping in elementary school and they would, you know, do the like long jump ropes where they make you jump over two at once and stuff and so everyone got really good at it we also had um this thing called taninkling which was what? yeah <laughs> you think they changed the name just not sound like 
I gotta go take a tinkling over here. <laughs> yeah, it's elementary school kids, so every that was all the jokes were about how we're gonna go pee all over the recess, whatever. But um, it was like a these like poles, like PVC pipes that, that would like bang together and like some kind of rhythm, and you had to jump in and out of the the poles, and it was kind of like jump roping, and I think it was like from Africa or something. It's like Mon Moncala was the other African. Was that what it was called? I don't know. I'm just recapping the wrong guy. School experience. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> recess, we'd go on swings and we'd swing back and forth. And it was like, it was so fun. So fun. Yeah, I was a fat kid on the playground for sure. And that was always hard. Wow, I, I didn't like, know you were. Oh, yeah. I was a real fat kid. I was like 100 pounds in like second grade. A couple bills. Looks like you're pretty fit now. Did well, you yeah. start working out at some point? Yeah. I, well, I fluctuated, dude. I went from, and props to you for losing weight and getting in shape. It's hard. Good on you. Yeah. So I weighed my heaviest was 265. And that was in college after I got injured playing football. And I just kept eating like a football player, but did no <laughs> exercise whatsoever. <laughs> like I would wake up and it was during like when I was at this, this other college I went to in the mountains. And I'd wake up, have a bowl of cereal, three eggs, uh, waffle. <laughs> and then lunch, I, you know, have all the lunch fixings and all the dinner fixings. And boy, howdy, I, I blew up. But I've like wow. I've been like 200 pounds, and then I've been 265. Then I've been back to 215, and then I've gone out to like 240, and then I go back to 200. But I've like stayed at like about 200 for about three years now. So I think I'm gonna stick with it because it feels better. Yeah, it does. I feel like a little lighter, and I don't know. I mean, I say this as yesterday I was like my worst cheat day I've had in forever. I had like noodles and company and an entire pizza, and Whoa. it was um my body was reacting to any weight loss. So I may, I may weigh more than I did before when you see me again, if I keep doing this, but uh, yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't like, I played like one sport and it was like tennis in middle school and then nothing, no fitness thing again until I was like 23 and did P90X and I did every, every 90 day. I didn't do it in 90 days, but I did it in like, 100 100 days 115 or something is that where you go with a bunch of people no it's, the, it's not crossfit it's like dvds oh, okay. that you i don't know i just torrented all the i just like downloaded them illegally all the videos that you mm -hmm. need to do p90x and yeah you bought your own unitard and everything <laughs> yeah yeah i did all the i got all the 80s fitness equipment i could everything was neon and way too tight um hell yeah uh yeah and that that was i did like get that was like probably the fittest i've ever been um i like i saw a picture of me then and i was like i almost had abs it was the closest i've ever been to abs that's, but um that's my unicorn i don't think it exists yeah i have fuck that's you just gotta you gotta just not eat just don't eat work out really hard but when you're like really hungry after that don't <laughs> yeah it's and I've been trying to get them for like all of quarantine and I'm not not there. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend who like I don't think you met her, but she like uh, one times I told her like I'm, one day I'm going to have abs. And then uh, <laughs> she's like, you'll never have abs. And, um, <laughs> and it, that's just echoed through my brain since that <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've had spite. Uh, spite getting shape where I'm like, I get broken up with, like, okay, I'm gonna get I'll show you. Shit. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, uh, and that's just, there's been girlfriends since that girlfriend, but that, that one comment has just echoed through my brain since. And so far she's been right. So I guess I can't be too mad. That's, but, po- that's a powerful thing. Like if you ever have a day where you're like, man, I really want that donut. But then you just hear her saying like, you're never happy. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I need I need that now. I, donuts are my a big one for me. So yeah. I hate. Yeah, it's like King Supers. It's just too tempting. It's like the worst yeah. donut. <laughs> Literally the worst donut. I know it's not even. It's just there. <laughs> it's just a, when I'm shopping, it's right in front of me, and they put the big like five dollar twelve donut packs like right next to the self checkout, and I've never bought those thankfully, but. I'll yeah. see those and then be like, okay, I'm going to go grab a couple, couple of donuts from the, the case thing. But I don't trust I, anything that they're putting up front. Like right when you're about to check out, I was like, mm, yeah, it's this too is much for a reason. Like sprouts will have like the little cookies right next to the checkout. And they're all, it's all just like impulse. They want, they know how weak you are and they're going <laughs> to shove in your face. You want a cookie fucker? Yeah. Yeah. You want that? I know cookie? you do. Well, now they have like like eighty dollar purchases right there. Bone marrow pills, eighty dollars, and like a little yeah. sack. Collagen peptide protein mm-hmm. canister. It's like seventy. CBD um, toothpicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CBD everything. <laughs> everything and in, in sprouts has CBD in it. It's just spray coated on all the bananas and everything. Um, are you a sprouts guy i'm a sprouts guy too uh yeah i go i kind of switch between sprouts and king supers i'm i'm by whatever i'm by that um by grocery store i'm trying to think of some pun on bisexual but it's not coming um can you tell uh, i haven't done comedy anymore uh by by bicycle no nope. i guess it could be bisexual b-u-y sexual Oh, like sectional? Sec- no, like, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's just cut it off there. I don't. Well, welcome to the writer's room. Oh, yeah. Man. What else? Uh, what else? Really should have practiced writing jokes this whole, all of quarantine. Um, Dude, I hear you about the, when we had like a sudden force break. Like where it's like, okay, this might be good for a little bit um, but the thing is it seems like uh, the all the hullabaloo in the comedy world is like there's like one article that was like uh if you're hustle if you're trying too hard at comedy and being a hustler you're bad mm-hmm. have you heard that going around yeah i, I did read that article um Thoughts? Yeah, i had mixed feelings hmm. i don't know i think i know like uh it's weird because i think Early on, I think hustling is more important than later on. Like, there are a lot of people at, in Denver who I just I never see at a mic. Like, I wonder how recently, like, a Sam Talent who's, like, has done an open mic. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think it is super helpful, especially, like, working on new material. And um, it, it makes you better most of the time. But there are, there are plenty of people who hustle, and I see them at every single open mic, and they're not funny at all and like aren't getting any better and (laughs) should quit (laughs) that's my that's my take on it is uh you can you can show up a lot everywhere you can go everywhere go to everything but if you're not using your noggin a little bit and trying to write a new joke and actually get better and have the critical 
self-awareness to be like, well, I've gone to this mic for about eight years now and I've done the same five minutes. Maybe I should probably write a new minute or a second even. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a third minute. Um, yeah, and I don't like the yeah. idea too where it's like, you can't, don't try hard. Don't try real hard because you don't want to discourage, I don't like discouraging people who work really hard, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, I think I... I liked it because I'm, I don't know, I'm like lazy and I, <laughs> I just, I was like, yeah, it doesn't, you don't need to practice. Um, but I don't know. I actually tripped yesterday What? and, and I, I was like, before I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do comedy again. And then I tripped. I was like, maybe I do want to do stand up still, but I actually have to like try now. And that like, I, I have, you know, I have like probably, 20 minutes I could do at a show and um, a lot of it I don't like and the audience can tell I don't like it and uh, That's not good. I, I kind of feel like I just need to throw away 95% of it and start over and just work hard on it but that's another debate is that I'm like I'm trying to learn to program and like programming is also sitting in front of a computer working on text that you're trying to kind of work through the logic of and like maybe I will I, I want to use my brain to get good at that at the same time maybe or it's just it's such a similar activity I'm like I want to I want to get the job first as a programmer and then <laughs> man hustle at comedy but I think I could I could probably do both yeah it's weird that's that's the dynamic right where you're like I could spend all my time just following the dream but health insurance would be nice yeah yeah and it's, I was thinking of Conan O'Brien saying, he said like on some podcasts, like you just need to not have a backup plan because if you have a backup plan, you won't try and you won't like put the work in you need to. And I was like, wait a minute, you went to Harvard. You have a degree from Harvard University and you, you have plenty of backup plans. You always can find a job. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I think that mentality, though, just says don't give up on that thing. I think it forces you into that perspective. Yeah, don't yeah, give up making, on that. Making it your number one priority is like how you get good enough to get anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But I also I, I've I've lost some of the idea that like getting famous is something that a lot of that's remotely a possibility for most people i just think there's so many people doing it and so much of it is luck of who you know and yeah whether you live in la or new york city i think those are it's how you meet the right people and you just have to be friends with the right people to be seen in the first place like you can be amazing at stand-up and you just, but you're not in the right oh, circles i'm shooting yeah. for that i'm shooting for being really good at stand-up but no one knows me i would like <laughs> <laughs> like getting shows going to do shows but I don't want people to be like stopping me recognizing you. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like we're at a show, but if I'm like at the laundromat, just getting bothered yeah. every two seconds for a selfie, I'm just baked. Like when you <laughs> <laughs> I'm always stoned and I don't want to. Dude, you quit uh, the alcohols too, eh? Or have you smoked the weeds or the. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> You say it like someone who's not a stoner. Like, you smoke the weed? Huh? Uh, huh, Johnny? You smoke the weed? 
<laughs> I I do an edible once in a while, and I I can enjoy that, like a low dose. I've I've tried. I probably told you how I put a lot of work into smoking weed and never really got into it. I just like my brain chemistry does not agree with it. My you put work into it. I, like you wanted to make it a lifestyle. I yeah. I I was jealous. I got high like other people get high like once or twice, and I was like, that was really nice, and I'd I'd like to have that happen more often. But then the other forty eight times I tried it, it was just like, okay, I'm I'm bored because I can't focus on anything. I can't like remember what someone said two two words ago and yeah. i can't remember what this movie i'm trying to watch is about so the only thing i could figure out is watching like doug loves movies that are not doug loves movies uh getting getting doug with high on youtube where he just gets like smokes people out because it's like they're on the same wavelength they can't remember what happened two words ago so it's it's my same level of like silliness but um but yeah i haven't out, had alcohol and couple years nice you'd be surprised how many episodes of goofing have been like yeah so alcohol ruined my life and i have <laughs> <laughs> and but, but props to you i i don't have that part of me i, I, don't, I don't think where uh like if i have two beers i can go like well i've had my two time to stop you know but i know not everyone has that and that's difficult when you're going to show to show and they're like well you get eight beers this show you have to drink them <laughs> here are your eight drink tickets yeah, yeah and we'll <laughs> yeah we're gonna be mad at you if you don't use them all yeah you can't um, come back yeah it's it comedy makes it 10 times harder because it's just so it's so cheap like so many free drinks audience members will buy you drinks you have mm -hmm. to like turn them down it's kind of you feel rude um sometimes i'll have them like buy me a diet coke or something just to have it not i know not be weird but it's probably still a little weird to them but, um, but even then they still try to breathe the beer bong out and you're like man i can't <laughs> do you have like a kombucha bong i could try <laughs> or can i shoot some some uh what are those called some some nice gut bacteria into my gut that'd be good yeah probiotic bong <laughs> smoothie some kind of kale Apple green smoothie. tea, green tea, green tea. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be my my style. I've gotten more into green tea lately. Oh, so. I hear it's great. I try to get into it, but it just tastes like arse to me. And I drink burnt <laughs> coffee, which is dumb. Yeah, coffees. I think they equally would taste bad if they didn't have drugs in them, but the drugs make them tasty to me. But green tea is just a lot. I don't know. Coffee does give me. This has been giving me anxiety more than it normally. Oh did it's like getting worse as i get older so fuck getting old sucks i know stuff hurts falling apart Ugh. I, I remember you to have uh, a rock star energy drink before every hoodie's open mic just shot at least one that'd be like the one i was drinking inside and then i'd have like two on in the car on my way there and it's yeah. just I, if anyone had a problem with caffeine it's it's me right when you go on stage you would just get your keys out and stab that motherfucker and then <laughs> Ah. I somehow never did that i should have you should have. maybe i'll still do that one day i'll skip all the green tea and just have one rock star to post it on my instagram i would watch that all day yeah probably go viral well hey i wanted to say thank you for giving me hoodies and i'm sorry um i ruined it with a pandemic <laughs> i was gonna apologize to you for just by giving it to you right as it exploded and the whole universe collapsed like yeah it was the worst timing i know you 
were like i wish i i don't think i i, I didn't I, I don't think i got to see you host um which is sad too i kept i was going to come out for the 10, 10 year anniversary and i was all excited for that and then it was yeah. like right when everything fell apart i was like the last hodies last right, that you're supposed to legendary hodies open mic comedy yeah it's weird it feels weird to be the last person to have hosted it <laughs> and I, I and the funny it's because uh it's like it's the mic at four call it's hodies and you 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 pass it on to me and everyone has this thing they say to each other when they pass it on and say don't fuck this up <laughs> and i think i i guess i it feels like i <laughs> fucked it up <laughs> it is your fault we will mm-hmm. blame you the rest of the hodies hosts have gotten together and we've all discussed how luke kind of <laughs> a covered <blew> <laughs> shouldn't have canceled it you should have kept it going through covid yeah i tried i really did no <laughs> yeah it was, i miss um, it dude you 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 were how long did you host hodies two years ish two and a half years so i was Man. i think i tied the record uh or no i bob probably hosted it longer but the bob i know mike bad. mike davidson did two and a half years also yeah so um I, remember, yeah, I, I, I witnessed him. I witnessed you like grab grab a lady by her, her scruff and boot her off stage once. Not like that. <laughs> that sounds like worse, that sounds terrible. You physically just took the mic and like unplugged it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that she would not hand the mic back. I was just I kept trying to grab the mic out of her hand and she's just she was like dodging and weaving and I, I was she's like talking oh. about 9-11 and shit. Who knows? yeah it's like this is the only solution just unplug i need to i think if i'd kept going i just would have had like a bluetooth like ability to shut the mic off after a minute or two over like people would do like eight minutes and shit there was one guy sorry go ahead no you go ahead i'm I'm just i'm just reveling in that one because you need when you ripped it out people were like cheering because they're like thank god (laughs) papa's got it yeah, because they started staring at me like, "What is this going to end at some point?" And I'm, <laughs> I'm like lighting her furiously and you know doing everything I can. I think I, yeah, my standard tactic was like I started clapping, like, "Hey, they did it! Yay, they're yeah. done! Good job!" <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to do it, and um, that usually worked. But I think that that lady you're talking about it didn't work on. She just was too drunk and oblivious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually still have the picture you gave me of me lighting the shirtless guy like, <laughs> yeah. on my desk. It's one of my, it's my only hoodies like memory basically or memento. I'm going to, I'm going to post that for this episode. It's just, it's yeah. On Instagram, <laughs> like so funny. It's you. It's a guy with, who was just like talking about <laughs> Trump and he had a little gut and he was like maybe like five foot two and he had no shirt on. No, he took his shoes off, his socks off. Only in shorts, I'm thinking, right? Or underwear. Yep. No, he's in his underwear. Yeah. It was just shorts, I think. Oh, okay. From what I can see on the picture. But you just beautifully have that one. You just give him the light. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's like a Renaissance painting or something of what an open mic is like. <laughs> I think that was uh, his first set ever, too. Which is, yeah, they get bold in the first set. Yeah, they'll have like big ideas and they'll have like props and remember a guy eating like an entire can of beans, like a raw yeah, cold can of beans on that, his first. Uh, that was poetic. Set. That was really poetic. Cause it was like raw garbanzo beans. 
and he would just open it and said Donald Trump, and he'd eat a handful, and then he'd chew it down. Oh, yeah. and say Donald Trump, and just eat a handful and chew <laughs> it down. And he did that for like three minutes until he finished the can. And yeah. I, that's the I beauty think... of open mics, right there. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was like supposed to be a commentary on like stand up. I think, like, oh, everyone's just talking about Trump all the time. So I'm going to make fun of it. Like, this is what you're doing. But I remember him getting off and his friend turning to me and being like, he's really into David Lynch. So that's why. <laughs> that's funny i love the idea of someone leaning over like he uh, I'm sorry about that i'm sorry he just <laughs> likes david lynch too much he's too into twin peaks oh fuck i mean props to him that's so funny i mean that's what i love about open mic comedy is you can't see a lot of shit on netflix you're seeing you're seeing the raw shit raw humanity good. yeah yeah before it's not probably never going to be good, but you're going to, you're seeing it extra before it's anywhere close to good. Um, that is my favorite thing is people who've only seen stand up, seen stand up on like Netflix or like a Richard Pryor special. And then they come to an open mic and they just like see how bad stand up can be. And like, it's, it's not yeah. always perfectly polished and worked on for 15 years before you've seen the bit. But on the flip side, also how good it can be when they go to see someone crush at an open mic and they've yeah. never experienced actually being in a room laughing at comedy. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's different. It's different in person, just especially like the interaction. That's why I think crowd work works so well is people are like, whoa, they can talk to us. Like it's not, they're not trapped behind a screen. And Honey, get in here. Like, the TV's talking. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only experience back and forth because like plays are all you can't break the fourth wall and stuff so it's the one kind of performance art where you get to interact with a person mm -hmm. i did the, i've seen a few plays where it's a com comedy and they break the fourth wall of time like if someone coughs hey shut yeah. up and then <laughs> back to acting i've seen it with improv a little bit and it works mm -hmm. always always crushes but improv's rad yeah, I like improv. You you did improv, right? Or... Yeah, we've talked a lot of a lot on the show, but it's uh, I was talking. You know, Big J Covis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had five five hundred feet tall man. Um, I he... was in an improv group with him. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. What was your improv group? Uh, it's called the Eight Bit Kids. It's run by Brenna Bigelow. It was like kind of um short form improv and yeah, we had we had jake and we had uh aaron maslow and um sean wissing and it was it was pretty solid nice i i was talking to big fun. jake and he last night at the comedy fort and he was talking about i was like are you still doing improv and he's like well it's dead everywhere except for on zoom and i was like you're doing zoom improv comedy shows and he's like yeah and i was like why <laughs> and he's like the money i'm like what like uh, you get paid and he's like more than ever on zoom for some reason what the hell yeah uh i didn't know that i thought it paid less me. or something or zero it doesn't make sense it's a new thing i don't the brady yeah. bunch you, you're, if you're doing anything besides the brady bunch uh, it doesn't make sense on zoom <laughs> yeah just do only sketches about the opening <laughs> Themed uh, the Brady Brown. Here's a story. 
I don't know the rest of that song. About it. <laughs> Me neither. I was like, I'm gonna try to. I would like to continue the bit, but I yeah do not remember anything else. I remember Marsha, 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 and that's yeah. Like Marsha was a bitch. No wait, what? Marsha was that? What it was? I think. I think. Uh, yeah, when it was like obsessed with Marsha, or like Marsha was perfect, or yeah, and the like. Someone had a big nose. I think it was the one saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha had a giant nose. And, got made fun of for it she was she was ugly that's 1970s casting right there we need an ugly one we need a dose we need a yeah we need a jewish person who's automatically (laughs) you were about to go whole hog how they actually say it and then you you, you lightened (laughs) it up a bit (laughs) that was the subtext it was the 50s and 60s so there's like she's got a big nose she's not not well liked it was all yeah yeah complained a lot yeah no uh (laughs) yeah very into bagels um i love bagels me too they are really good let's talk bagels (laughs) i love what's your bagel order i dig them i i used to be like really um basic and just get literally a plain bagel with plain cream cheese i have upgraded to everything bagel good um with with still plain cream cheese which i know i should probably get fancier about it but it is delicious what do you get if i'm feeling good like i just got paid and it's like (laughs) world my oyster i get a everything bagel with lox cream cheese lox toast it to obliterate it make it dark (laughs) Mm, yeah interesting what is, is ox like a, is a fish right is yeah it's fish? just smoked salmon okay i'm vegetarian so i don't are you actually yeah people <laughs> that's always a reaction no one no one knows i'm vegetarian which well, i'm kind of proud so of. Je- you're, you have you have biceps like a fucking tree trunk buddy i just don't know <laughs> how you do it it's pea protein and uh and um pea protein mm-hmm. and p p yes yeah, so you're in urine i just urine based proteins it's the only way it's the only ethical way to have pro, animal protein um no uh, it's like there's like pea protein and there's rice protein i i do whey protein so i'm i'm not vegan um whey proteins yeah i, I do too much of that probably you're supposed to vary it more than i do to hit your macros as they say go whole hog i i do eggs is my protein Eggs are a couple pounds of eggs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do love, love eggs. I've cut back on it a little bit. Just, I I think I feel like they like kill all the, all the male chicks when they make eggs. And so it's not, I feel a little hypocritical as a vegetarian, like eating eggs, but. Oh, wow. um, Cause it's, it's like 50% basically being a meat eater. So in my, in my math. So I'm, I've, I, I have them once in a while. But uh, not too often. I buy the happy eggs from a local happy egg farmer. Pasture raised. Yeah, they give it a kiss every morning on the on the head. <laughs> yeah, I should buy those. Oh, they taste happy. great. They taste like love. It's like a hug. Are the yolks like orange? I've heard that's like a really good egg. It's like a yeah. Oh, they're orange one. shit. I I love I my. my <laughs> <laughs> welcome to talking eggs um i <laughs> my dad my parents had uh, a bunch of chickens until one day a raccoon got in there and had a I hell of a day uh Ugh. yeah but though they, they only had insects in the backyard so the 
eggs were just like dork orange. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I, want a, I want an egg like that one day. I, I probably would. Like if I ever own a house, I'll probably get chickens. Put them I, in the house. I would know how they're treated and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember Jacob Erdman having like turkeys and his dog would get into the turkey coop like every three days and every time i went over there like yeah another another turkey died and (laughs) how are you this bad at this how is he still getting in at (sighs) killing turkeys i hate it when people don't take responsibility for their animals man it stinks oh yeah i think they try to keep him out i i don't i don't know all the all their security procedures but it sucks like it's true the dog just crafty the dog was just like I think so. I think he was like quick too. They had they had some like turkey, whatever they're called, babies. Um, gobblers, in the, yeah, yeah, gobblers in the in the garage, and he would just be like too quick for him. He'd like just bolt to the turkey part of the garage and eat one before they could even like stop him. And he's a pretty big dog, so I think that was part of it. Um, wow, but it does seem like it's. Like foxes are always getting, I mean, that's the classic, like getting into hen coops. It seems like it's hard to protect them. I don't know. Yeah. Might, might be easier in a city. There's like no animals around, but. Fence them in or don't. Just donate to nature, I guess. Yeah. So, just be, know that they're having an ethically raised. My chicken. girlfriend, yeah. My girlfriend was telling me about how. She just brings up this, this out of nowhere at the dinner table where we're eating eggs. And she's like, do you know chickens will just, if if one chicken gets injured, the other chickens will just cannibalize that chicken. Yeah. That's, so I was like, oh, dinner table they're, they're all monsters. <laughs> they're dinosaurs. They're just mini dinosaurs still. Mm-hmm. Raptors that are instantly. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, they have to like take take their beaks off like in factory farms just because they'll like peck each other till they have open oh. wounds all the time and oh um chickens oh. are very metal <laughs> have you seen the video of the one that of a rooster doing a metal screech for 15 seconds i have not i'll send you a link you should it's so funny it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and they put drums and shit behind it fantastic so i'm just gonna make that a song yeah like i want to hear full full length like professionally produced metal r- rooster song well, I just remember listening to this like there's like this npr podcast where they talked about metal like industrial music and they had this like album that was just a guy who like went around recorded all all the machines or like um like his dishwasher and his uh laundry whatever and um he uh slowed them down to the point where they were like he turned them to like 20 minute songs and they just had this weird eerie kind of pseudo metal vibes and i actually like loved it i was like it sounds like the lamest thing ever but it was just cool it was speaking of david lynch it was just kind of had these um this style of music i'd never heard before obviously damn man that sounds pretty hardcore. Yeah. I need it's, to find that again. Is it just like or what? Yeah, that's a pretty good impression. Thanks, <laughs> you, man. You nailed it. Um I think you do like he'd go outside too and go record cars or whatever else, but 
Um, and there may have been more mixing that I remember than just like a random recording of a washing machine, but uh, I don't know. It's surprisingly cool. There's some of those NPR stories I'll listen to sometime where I'm like, well, now I'm just sad. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just a sad guy yeah. now. When I was tripping yesterday, I was like, wait, did you <laughs> trip like balls or trip like on the street? I tripped balls okay i didn't that wasn't clear to me i thought you like tripped oh (laughs) and you're like i got a new lease on life okay (laughs) yeah no yeah it was a near-death experience and i I saw shit no no i'm saying i was like a i was joking that if i tripped outside i like almost cracked my skull and had a near-death experience um no i I did not have a uh, near-death experience that yesterday but um I did trip on mushrooms yesterday. I was trying to clear the cobwebs of all the quarantine and just, mm. I don't know, depression and stuff that's come with it. So, um, any revelations? You feeling better? Yeah, I do feel really good today. And, uh, and one of the revelations was like, you need to not read the news as much as you do. Cause it's just, what is, what, <laughs> what is it profiting you to like, be mad all the time or totally no you always know about the worst thing that's happening in the world and yeah that's all the news is and you don't like they don't there aren't positive stories like that there are positive things happening in the world like i mean the the vaccine is a feel-good story but every yeah. story about it is just like oh it's not getting to enough people or third world countries are getting it slower than first world mm-hmm. countries which is is like fucked up but um and yeah. I am mad about it, but it's also like, I don't know what I can do about it. Um, yeah. The negativity of news is what makes it spread so quick. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you ingest a shitload of it, you're just like, your outlook on life is bleak. And it actually bleeds into like Instagram stories, people's Facebook posts. It's everywhere. So if mm-hmm. you, it can just, you can get a steady drip of like hopelessness. That's that a good old batch of mushrooms will say like, just give you a kiss on the forehead and go, Hey, it's okay. You're right. Treat you like a, a happy egg chicken. Look at that mushrooms does to you. Yeah, look at that plant over there. Isn't that plant cool? Yeah, isn't the world beautiful? Have you ever noticed how clouds are like always moving and <laughs> you just never look up and you don't look into the sky and notice that clouds are constantly flowing and in motion and disappearing within 10 minutes? And um, that was another revelation I had, how much clouds move. Um, Were you in the backyard just looking up? I did. I was inside at the beginning and I kept my plan was to go outside within like an hour. And I just forgot that I was going to go outside and I had, it took like a lot of planning to go outside. I'm like, okay, I have to grab my water bottle and I have to grab my Bluetooth speaker so I can listen to music. And it was just so, so much logistics for tripping brain, but eventually I did get there. You got to get the, you got to set the table. If you don't set the table, you're, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, I've I've learned that lesson, and I I get like OCD before a trip where it's just like I clean mm-hmm. better than I've ever cleaned. Every like surface is wiped down, and I just because I, if I see like clutter, it's just like you didn't clean that up. Like I just start getting mm-hmm. mad at myself. That's um, funny. It's like your brain's last like fleeting moments before it knows it's about to like chill out. It's like freak out right now. Okay, let go. Yep. I, I totally had the moments of like, don't let, don't let this, you know, change you or something or 
there's some you know attachment to the <laughs> not the thing you want to say before you go do go do mushrooms yeah it's yeah. the why why am i taking these to help me like re i don't know clean go through the car wash for my brain and get get reset but um there's something to yeah, it dude it's... i love it i mean i i probably do like maybe once a year and i'll i'll go to the woods and i just look at trees like a jackass for a couple hours and then i feel so good <laughs> yeah i'm i've never done it like camping or out in the woods i'm always no? like at a how my house or something and or we, we do live near a park so yeah like early in quarantine me and my roommates did it there but uh it's like a super busy park and not not that nice so although it was nice when you're on drugs but uh <laughs> I want the, I really want that forest experience just being totally in nature. Just the trees start breathing and you're like, oh, like I I know when it first starts to hit, I'm just like staring. Like when you start staring at a branch for a little too long, you're like, oh, (laughs) all right. I forgot my name last time, like for hours, like that level shit. Dang. I I was still coherent. I was like, I wasn't like on the floor. I was like walking around giggling at shit, but. Mm-hmm. You just what, did you ever? Do you ever had that a point where you you're doing mushrooms and like you start remembering who you are? That's wild. <laughs> That's crazy. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I have friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I've had. I didn't have it yesterday. I did get like close close to that, but um, I've on like acid we're, we're both gonna get arrested after this but <laughs> <laughs> second this is published on, on allegedly acid. we were allegedly it's, it's all a bit okay we're just imagining what it would be like to be one of those hippies who it's legal take- where you are shrooms are yeah um well it's yeah. not 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 illegal i guess yeah it's decriminalized which yeah. is never totally clear on the difference but uh yeah, on acid, I've had like I remember a moment of like seeing my name. It was like ego death. They call it. They call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you forget who you are and stuff. And I just saw my name like on a banner, kind of like unfurled, and then it just sort of like dissolved into nothing. Like Nate Brown is no longer here, and uh, and yeah, and then so it's like an hour or something of me not identifying with my body or whatever, however you want to describe it. It was. It was crazy and yeah one of a kind of experience supposedly buddhist monks can like get there without without it if like you meditate for 20 years you can start to just lose track of of like your the difference between you and the world around you and stuff Mm -hmm. 20 years or an hour Hmm. yeah (laughs) kind of cheating it's a cheat code for buddhist monkness Mm mm-hmm um, I had like a lot of I had like uh, especially two years like two years for about a year. Oh, am I hearing myself? Hello. Okay, I just heard like a weird thing. Um, uh, for like two two years ago. Oh, where that's weird. Two years ago, I could hear myself. Are you uh, tripping right now? <laughs> I guess so. I would just start just microdosing because the, 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 the shrooms are hitting. Yeah, it's happening. Uh. Two years ago, I started like doing some microdosing every once in a while, just just to like not not enough to feel it, but just to kind of boost the mood. And like, definitively, I found times where I'm like, oh, I just feel better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it, you saw some benefits from it. Yeah. I definitely had to, st- I, I don't like constantly do it. I would just do it like maybe like a little bit every day for a couple of weeks and then take a week off kind of thing. Sounds smart. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard good things. I've thought about doing it and I, I feel like probably 10 years from now it'll just be prescribed. Like instead of Prozac, you'll just get like, we want you to do the two week on one week off microdosing regimen, but that's going to be pretty crazy when someone's like, I took all the pills on accident all at once. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. I met God on accident. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> um, yeah. I heard you just get like a little bit spacey or something. And that's why I haven't, I'm already spacey enough and have a bad memory. So I, I don't need any help there, but it does. I'm tempted. It seems like oh. it'd be a good idea. But you were saying you're doing a bunch of acid and drugs some other time? Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago or maybe three years ago on my on my birthday. You ne'er do well. I, I did my biggest dose ever. And that, that was when I like for, forgot my name. And I'm, there were like the grass turned into a bunch of SpongeBob's or something. It was like a <laughs> field of SpongeBob's. And. Uh, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> that sounds they so weren't scary. like alive. It was just it was like the pattern of a SpongeBob. It wasn't uh, like uh, creatures that were attacking me or something. It was just the kind of color scheme of SpongeBob. Um, that was that was a that was one of the best, most like important trips of my life. I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love psychedelics, and I I try not to become one of the crazies who's done them too many times and i've met too many people who just like turned into total weirdos but oh yeah um, yeah i think yeah. once a year maybe twice a year is like how to do it yeah don't abuse the goods in life hey eh? you know we all have mm-hmm. that problem like you and i like to shotgun coffee till our stomachs bleed mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you'd respect it a little more you get more enjoyment out of it yeah it's and if you do it too often, I think it just gets you get used to it and um, the dragon starts difficult. slipping away. Yeah, and you kind of yeah, lose re- track of reality. Probably, yeah. I've, I've yeah. not done that thankfully. But speaking of drugs, to, go ahead. Hard segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dougapalooza, the the farewell show to, to Doug. Uh, we all did some comedy sets for his whole family and friends and it was really good time like really fun time and uh i was sad i missed it yeah it seemed like a good thing but it's a weird time to go to anything right you know it's just yeah i was covid was basically why i was just like mm-hmm. i don't know if i want to and you didn't it. like doug like at all i get it you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was mainly a resentment uh but i gotta give you props because i remember i just told him a story about a roast you did at Doug one night at Hody's Half Note. And it was a comedy open mic. And like Doug's talking about, you know, something about council culture or something like that. And he's like, he's wearing this shirt that's like just a giant, like basically if you could put tripping on a shirt, tripping balls, it's what his shirt was. Mm-hmm. And at the end of his set, he's like, what are you going to narc on me, Nate, for, for doing drugs, Nate? You're going to narc on me? And then he gets off stage and you just go up and you're like, no, you're your shirt's the narc and they fucking loved it. Like they're all like laughing super hard. So yay, 
It's good. Yeah. It, it's good to make, if you can make light of that time, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I could be part of it on, on kind of on accident. Yeah. I think I introed him as like, this guy's done more psychedelics than anyone you've ever met or something, or, you know, some joke based on that. So mm-hmm. that's why he was calling me a narc, but <laughs> yeah, his, his shirt was like designed by a guy who just done 10 hits of acid every day for five years. And just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember um, those acid paintings and hoodies where it's just like there's no color theory and there's just like maybe a mountain floating in space and then going into an eyeball and then there's just like a bunch of shapes for some reason. Like what? Who did this? <laughs> yeah. There's like that DMT painting in the back with like the eyes coming out. I like I figured out that it was probably DMT after listening to like Shane Moss podcast and he talks about there's like a purple woman that you meet every time and it just that painting gave me the same same vibes yeah supposedly like this universal experience of dmt that you meet this purple like deity that guides you through the trip or something so what if that was, that was at least my theory about it oh my god that freaks me out that makes me that's that piques my interest but i'm also like oh it's scary yeah you know? it is a little spooky shane moss said there's like a guy who his friend did it and like he he got into the trip and the purple woman was like, Hey, you know, Shane, right. And like started talking to him about Shane and like told her, told him some stuff about Shane that Shane wouldn't, didn't tell the friend or something like that. Or like, there was just some weird communication and I'm sure it's all, I don't know. I don't trust <laughs> like psychedelics obviously make you lose touch with the reality. So there's probably in my heart of hearts, I believe there's some scientific explanation for that, but um or it's magic or that yeah maybe there's some magic in the world i'm I'm gonna be honest i didn't think we'd talk about drugs for like an hour this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) for being a a very sober ish guy i psychedelics are my exception i i think they're a different different category of of thing in my my brain at least it's funny because when i first did them i was it's just all i talked about like I'm shocked you're not bored of me talking about it because like oh there's there's people like Mark Samuel when I first tripped it was just like all I would discuss was like mushrooms and LSD and which drugs I should do and I was pretty obnoxious about it. Was it did he do those? Let's just put everyone on blast. Who does drugs? Yeah, you're not an FBI agent probably, so I'll just list all the druggies I know. Um, Yeah, we. I, we've tripped together sort of we did like half a tab each and walked around my old neighborhood at one mm-hmm. point chase the neighbor kids with sticks good times yeah we got really aggressive all randomly and then i remember we came back and uh you know elena angram yeah yeah she like played this music video called butt muscle that is like really it's like disturbing if you're sober i don't know it's just like like naked dudes in mud like groping each other and right on i think there's like a sadomasochist element to it or something too hmm. um and i was like still kind of tripping when i got back and we watched that <laughs> it's just like the most i was like traumatized from seeing that in that state but, yeah you don't do a bunch of drugs and then put on your nightmare fuel let's go watch yeah. alien you guys want to go watch alien and do drugs <laughs> <laughs> that should be like a social media challenge is like do acid <laughs> and watch alien and record your reaction 
0.5 grams of acid, 0.5 grams of mushrooms. Put in your alien CD or saw, any saw. Oh, yeah. I've never even seen sawed, so it'd be extra. You haven't seen saw on the saw? I have not saw a saw. Yeah, you're not missing much. Yeah, it seemed like everyone said the first one was good, and then the sequels started getting pretty bad. Yeah, I wouldn't start with like the fifth one. Wouldn't start with the fifth one. You'd be like, what the (laughs) fuck's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I was like super into horror movies in middle school. So I like everything that Blockbuster had, me and my best friend would just watch. And especially like Freddy Krueger, we'd watch like all the Nightmare on Elm Streets like over and over again. But that like taught me how bad horror movies get after Mm -hmm. like the second one is like maybe good. And then after that, it's just total trash. Yeah, the first one's usually a smash hit. Like Halloween is like a like. Imagine watching Halloween at the time when that was mm-hmm. produced, when like people wearing what they want was scary. <laughs> let alone a really big, giant, scary dude who just like kind of shows up places. Yeah. yeah, I remember making fun of it because like he's always walking, and all his his people he's trying to kill are running, but he somehow always catches up with them. But I realized as an adult that was like on purpose. That's like supposed to be the creepy part. It's like, how is he just magically mm-hmm. appearing everywhere? Like he's just this nightmare person. Yeah, there's, that... there's a confidence too when you're walking, just a saunter. It's like, oh no, he knows he's going to get here. He knows he's going to catch you eventually. <laughs> yeah. I watched, I watched like everything. I loved like crappy ones too. There's one called The Killer Eye. The Killer <laughs> Eye? The, yeah. To this day is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it what was is like, it about? <laughs> there's these scientists and they they build a microscope that lets you look into the like 13th dimension. And in the 13th dimension, there's like all these eye creatures and stuff. And then when when he looks after when he looks through the microscope, his eye starts like inflating and becoming like sentient and detaching from his body. And then it starts hunting through the lab and like killing people. And then (laughs) there's a point where one of the scientists or something is like taking a shower and the, the retina part of the eye like creeps into the shower and starts having sex with her. And she's like moaning and like loves it. You like see her boobs, of course, because like every crappy, crappy horror movie has to have like tits in it. But oh yeah, um, I like calling them tits too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a not very Nate Brown to call That's, them tits. But yeah, anyways. you you're getting your trip has turned into a bad boy, man. <laughs> no, the the <laughs> killer eye. I, I just pulled it up. A mad scientist experiment goes awry, turning a dead homeless man's eyeball into a giant killing machine that has an insatiable oh. appetite for young women. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And the, they even like set it up for a sequel because the the woman he has sex with gets pregnant with an eye that like gets born at the end of the movie, and so it could be a killer eye too one day. I guess that's that's better than them just going like the end question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little less lazy than that. That yeah. ending. <laughs> <laughs> so i agree um well hey I, yeah, I need you. to rewatch that movie. is there anything you want to say to your brown heads out there nate brown heads brownie fans um oh, I, i'll be back doing stand-up 
I guess soon. My my second vaccine is is the twenty eighth, so um, I'll be back at it. You can start packing. You know, the club's pre purchasing tickets uh, then. So I'll let you know my dates. Hell yeah, my tour. The fresh the 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 new new Nate Brown tour. Yeah, he's written new material for once. There's gonna be no pastors kid jokes. The yeah, entire oh, time you see me. No shit. <laughs> well, that's probably the one one of the ones I throw away. I mean, I actually do I think that's not a bad joke, but I I just done it so many times that it's probably the joke I hate the most. And if you hate the it, one I'm the most it. bored with doing. Yeah. It's not like music where you play the hits and you're like Man, that was a fun song. It's like, oh god, I'm this fucking thing again. I have to say yeah. this again. It's it's Radiohead doing creep. Like after they're they, they toured for like three years playing that song, and they well, they're in their fifties this day. I'm a creep. Well, I can't wait for you to come back up to previously what was Hody's now the comedy fort. Yeah. And, uh, do that accordion act you're so good at and um <laughs> you just now that he's blocked me on facebook i should just steal all kevin bennett's material and you should become the accordion guy how's everybody doing tonight yeah <laughs> or however he does that yeah and then i just like start and just crushing like every every set annie's in the air French. roses people are throwing their wallets at you Get on America's Got Talent as the second French accent. <laughs> Frencher accent. There you go. <laughs> more. A- yeah. More French, more accent. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be so fun. That's the funny thing about comedy is that guy got that far. <laughs> <in> comedy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think at the end of the day, man, I feel like a lot of any every, every comic I ever talked to is just like, I don't think I'm good enough or they, or they think they're too good and they're not, they're weird. But like everyone I talk to feels like, man, like I, I don't know how I'm ever going to make it happen. And it seems like you just do, just keep doing shit. Cause that's mm-hmm. what that accordion guy <laughs> did. And if yeah, imagine doing that with good jokes. <laughs> yeah. If he, I've always thought like he, he is a talented performer yeah, and just the delivery is is good, um, but it's just the jokes and the character, like just being yourself. If he could just be himself and say things that were not just puns and whatever crap, like he'd probably be a good stand-up. But yeah, and like under the yeah. guise that that's always weird when I see someone who has because there's two ways to have that kind of thing where you're like playing a character is like. Can you can you find some of yourself in this character, or are you letting some of yourself bleed into this character, and it's kind of unseemly? If you make it your only thing, it's just kind of not great. Like if you can break into a character, maybe even make it. If you do like an hour set, make it you make it ten minutes of the hour. But when it's forty five minutes of a guy doing a French accent and playing an accordion, it just like <laughs> gets painful at a certain point. Well, dude, I miss you a shitload. I saw you did a set in Cheyenne, and I know you were like, Ooh, I didn't know it'd be kind of spooky, but uh, once yeah. you're vaccinated and everything's back to... I mean, we're, we're getting back to it, dude. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I can't wait to see you, too. And uh, 
I'll try not to catch. I won't be taking any Wyoming risks again and catching COVID and dying in the meantime. So no, my asthma. It's like if you wear a mask, you're in more trouble because people are like, "What are you doing? What the fuck? Why are you wearing that?" Yeah, I felt I felt insane. Swearing, being the only one wearing a mask, I felt like a freak. But all right, we've said goodbye like four times. It's true. Uh, Love you, man. We'll see you soon, eh? Yeah, COVID. I won't, and we can make out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's fuck later, dude. All right.